Through Their Mother's Eyes is a series of conversations with mothers who share their hearts and experiences raising black sons who because of the color of their skin are often feared, hated, and not valued as human beings. Hello and welcome to Through Their Mother's Eyes where we are having real conversations with real mothers of Black sons. I'm Florence, and I do not have Carla with me again today, but I do have with me our guest today, who is, as it happens, my cousin. And she, I'm so excited to be able to talk to you, uh, and I know that, that well, I don't even know how I'm going to say it. Raymonde. I say Raymond because I say it in French. So I will say Raymond. It is so wonderful to have you here to talk about your experience and just to share some things about your story. So I know you because, again, you're my cousin and I've known you my entire life, which has been, you know, 25, 30 years. And I know that our listeners do not know you, so I'm going to ask you to please just take a few moments to tell a little bit about yourself, your how many children you have, what you do, where you're from, etc. Again, welcome. Thank you. Well, um, my name is Ramonde Reyes, Raymond Reyes Brazibul, and I am a mother of three two girls and one boy whom I am just so proud of my children. Um, I have, I, let's see, I work for Miami-Dade County Public Schools and I work as an administrator. Um, I work with 13 schools in Liberty City, which we are really trying to see the kids progress and how we can bring them up and how we can, we can make triumphant stories of these children of Liberty City that so many people say that they're not gonna make it. So we wanna beat the odds. Um, I, am, I am now single. <laughs> I was married for about 32 years and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm a happy woman and I'm very, I'm very proud of where I am right now. So I am very afraid of things that are happening now, especially with our black boys, you know, and um, I hope that this will be helpful. So you hope that what, repeat that part. I said, I hope that this testimony of a mother of a black boy will be helpful to other mothers of black boys. Thank you. And, and also to other mothers in general to help understand yes. the story from our perspective. I hear yes. that uh, it might be one of the grandchildren coming in. So. No, it's okay. actually, actually a neighbor. A neighbor, okay. All right. So, all right. So, um, thank you so much for, for that 
that introduction and and again thank you so much for taking this time to to talk with me and to share your story with our audience so one of the things that I'm, I'm asking the moms as we do these interviews is if you could use only one word and I know you're related to me so only one word doesn't work that well with the women in our family so I'm going to push you to stretch yourself a little bit and if you could use only one word to describe what has been going on how it makes you feel this current situation that is going on with race and the situation with black men in this country what would that word be terrifying and i know that means different things to different people so in 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 your in your life what what does that translate into for you being being terrified about this your son is He's, he's what, he's third, oh, I can't even, I can't say it. <laughs> what is he now, 31? 35. He's 35. what? 35. 35. Oh, God, I remember when he was a little kid playing baseball. Anyway, so he's 35, and what, why, are you, why are you terrified when it comes to, to him? because of the simple fact that I really feel that because of the color of his skin, he's in danger. You know, every time he steps out into the world, he's in danger. He may not, he doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that um, he's about to do anything, not even that he's going to protest. He can be going to work. And before it was just going to school. That terrifies me that I had to teach him how to be safe. It wasn't just, um, okay, baby, go on ahead, go on ahead to school and you know, it's all gonna be good or okay, it's your first day driving on your own, be free and have a good time. No, I had to teach him how to not be shot or, or tortured if they were, if he was stopped by, by police officer in the street, you know, that's insane. Yeah, that is, uh, that is, uh, that is insane. So uh, before, so before he's your first child, so before you became the mother of a black son, how aware of you, how aware of you, how aware were you of the plight of black males in in our society in reality i can't say that i was really that aware at all because i i just didn't i wasn't i i how can i say i wasn't really aware of what was really going on with black men in america in my mind we were safe, you know, in my mind, we were safe. And, and America was a place of opportunity. And my, my son was gonna, you know, he's gonna grow up to be whoever he dreams that he can be. That was my, you know, my children had it in my mind. When I had children, they were gonna be loved. You know, they were gonna go out there and just doing so can you tell me and and i know 
So I'm not going to ask when you first realized that wasn't the case. I am going to ask you about a situation you told me about earlier today when we were talking about a situation that happened with your son and how that affected you as a mother. Well, um, my son is in the military and he was stopped by a police on his way to work, an officer. And the officer stopped him, asked him for his license and whatever, and he gave it, yes, sir. You know, here it is, sir. And the officer asked him, do you have a firearm? Are you in possession of a firearm? He says, yes, sir. Officer says, do you have a license to carry that firearm? He says, yes, sir. Officer asked for it. Here it is, sir. Here's my, I'm going to, he lets him know I'm going to reach for my license to show it to you. So there it is. Officer then tells him, okay, ask him, where is your firearm now? He says, it's in my glove compartment. The officer says, well, um, can you reach and get it for me? My son looks at him and says, no, you can, you can, I am not going to reach for my gun at this moment at all. You can arrest me. You can do whatever you want, but I will not reach in my glove compartment to give you a gun. You can get it. I'm telling you where it is, you know, and it's, it's so terrifying to think what could have happened if my son didn't know the correct answer, the correct way, you know, because that was the time that there were so many black men getting shot just right on video. They were getting shot. And this could have been one more incident where the police officer could have said, well, he was trying to reach for a gun. Right. Right. And that's when you told me that story today, that's the part for me that, you know, this is somebody who, who is trained. He's, he's in the military for our country. He's, he's expecting us. And he was, he was doing what you raised him to do, what I've been raising my children to do, which is comply. You know, if they ask you for this, that, just, you know, uh, no, don't be rude. Right. Comply. Right. And then in complying, he would have done the very thing that could have gone dreadfully wrong. Cost him his life. <laughs> most people don't know that, you know, most people wouldn't have the presence of mind to say, no, I'm not going to reach for it. You can, you know, you can get it and, but I'm not going to reach for it. And when you told me that story, I was just, you know, I was, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't think that, I don't know that much shocks me anymore, but I really was surprised. When I tell, that. every time I tell it, I get goosebumps all over my body just to think what could have happened. Yep. Just to think. Yeah. So, whew, okay. So you know, we talked about, we talked about how, how well aware you were of the plight of black men before you had a black son. 
knowing what you know today, including what happened with the, with the, the, the gun in the glove compartment and everything, knowing what you know today, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give her? Oh, I would really give her the, just let her know, you know, what is really going on. You have to be aware. You have to really, really train your children from the very beginning of who they are and who they can be. But also you have to really, really show them how to protect themselves and the words to use. And um, you just have to be on top of your children. You have to show them. Mm -hmm. I, and I truly believe nowadays it's either boy or girl. You know, you have to show your children how to be out in the street. Yeah, and as we've seen recently, you have to show your children how to be at home because it can happen to them at home too. It can happen to them at home. Right. Yeah. So we're hearing so much these days. We there there's a lot of conversation about racial inequality, everything that's out there that honestly is overwhelming that we're hearing in the news and the protests and on social media, etc. You just shared the advice you would give your younger self. If you were on an elevator with somebody and you had literally 20 to 30 seconds, you know, this is an elevator ride, you have your mask on, you're far enough apart, and you can actually speak, and you find out that this person, this person says to you, I don't, you know, I don't know, what can I do? What can I do to help? How can I help with everything that's going on? In, what would you say to that person in that small amount of time? If you have a story, tell it. Honestly, be yourself. Share. Don't be afraid to tell your story and share. Because that's how we help each other. We help each other with our experiences. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do, which is the whole point of this of this series is to help each other and to help to help other mothers understand so here's what what i'm going to do now and it's it's the speed round so it's not like i've i've thrown anything much at you today already so now i'm going to throw a speed round at you and i'm going to share some some things that some statements that people have said over time, the majority of these are things that actually people have said to me. Some of them are things that I've seen on social media when I've, when I've allowed myself to look at social media, not just recently, just over time. So I'm going to say this to you and then just let me know your first, you know, what, like, uh, what's the first response that comes to mind to these things. Okay. So when people say black lives matter, and other people say, all lives matter. All lives matter. What is your reaction to that? Well, I heard something once that it said that, you know, all, a, a fireman once told someone, you know, um, all houses matter in reality, but the one that we're trying to put the fire out in right now, on right now, that's the one that matters most. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Good. I like that. It was the fireman cute. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'll give him my number. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking because this isn't about that. Okay. So <laughs> another one is you. You hear people say Black Lives Matter, and more unborn black people die in abortion clinics than are killed by than people are than black people black men are killed by the police don't those lives matter too yes they do they also matter but we have to really look in a humanistic way you know we can't just i i don't think it's fair to just judge right now because we are saying black lives matter and to turn around and say oh well don't black babies matter that are unborn also the white babies matter that are also the latino babies matter that are unborn and that are aborted all of those lives matter but as i said right now this is something that we are focusing on and we're trying to 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 get a change to see a change to for the better so yeah all of those things matter but we're working on one thing right now and that's to save the, the children that we have here right now. And uh, in a recent in a recent interview, one of the moms was saying that one the one problem working on the one problem helps with the other problem. True. On those lives that are that are being snuffed out because of because of systemic racism, et cetera helps with the problem with the with the, the number of abortions in, in black communities. So if we don't address the systemic issues, then we're going to continue having, among other things, those that the, the number of yeah of abortions. So another one is that well slavery ended 150 years ago. And the civil rights movement was decades ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, why can't you just move on? Um, well, slavery ended. The civil rights movement was a few decades, a couple of de a few decades ago. I want to say a couple because I'm young. I want to know, but. Um, what were we given as assistance to be able to move forward? Were we, were we given anything like the Europeans were given so much land and so many things that they needed, they were given to be able to move forward. We were just, we came out of nothing and we were given nothing to move forward with. So you tell me. <laughs> you tell me why we can't move on. Okay. The and and yes, the the to move on from something you have to have there has to be there has to be some kind of resolution or some kind of you know, that's the interesting thing when, when you look at 
the conditions and you look at how systemically there's been this holding back and I know that people will will argue and they'll argue and they'll say this this next one right which is most people most people will admit that slavery is wrong so you're not you're not getting an argument from me on that right. but it cannot be an excuse forever I mean look at how you you know you're an administrator in Miami-Dade County Public Schools you have an education your children have educations, your, your son's in the military. Look at why can't other people achieve success in the same way? Uh, sometimes when you're really stuck in a system that doesn't even really want to educate you and teach you the way to really move up, it's really difficult when you are looking around and all you see is destruction and all you see is poverty and, and you wake up in that destruction and poverty and you go to sleep in that destruction and poverty. You get, the children get a few moments when they go to school, so maybe away from that that scenario and and I'm saying maybe because that's when they don't find other grown-ups who are putting them down also and telling them what they can and cannot do in the future you know so I mean it's it's just it's like a circle it's it's a whirlwind so and some of us are fortunate enough to be able to to rise a little bit above you know but those who are not strong enough and who do not know enough cannot they can't rise above they can't you know go to the military and or buy their house how how do they buy a house yeah. you know and there are some things that our government do that's just our government does to keep the people down, you know, and, and unfortunately, because lack of education, people fall for those things and they just stay where they are. Yeah. And, it, and it's generational. If you don't yeah. see it, if, if you don't see a way out, if you don't see that education has ever been possible or helped anybody, you don't see that you're not teaching that to your children and not teaching it to their children and then they're not teaching it so it's generational and and there have been for centuries it has served the purposes of those in power to to maintain that and that's right you have we have children in liberty city that haven't even gone so far as to see the beach over there in miami beach Wow. They are just constantly, the, the, the surroundings, what they go from, that's, that's all they see. That's, they've never seen, they've never gone to the beach. They've never gone to Orlando or maybe even to Fort Lauderdale or that little core and center. And there's so many children that are like that, that we wouldn't even believe it, you know? Yeah, and that's something that 
I didn't even know living here because I I'm a homebody. You know that I won't even go visit you in Miami, <laughs> which is just a few miles away. But I have seen a lot, and my children have seen a lot, and I've taken my children places. And because of the way I was raised, I understand the value of having diversity of you know just diverse knowledge and and knowing the different people's thoughts and uh, different cultures and. And the importance of even going 10 miles away to the beach or three miles away to the beach. So it is actually surprising. I just learned something. I, I didn't think of that about people, you know, kids in Liberty City or other places not having even made it to the beach when they right. live in Miami, right? So, which I'm sure will be surprising for a lot of people listening too, because. Oh, yes. You know that most people, when instead of saying Florida, it's either Miami or Orlando. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> it's yes. Miami or Orlando. So the fact that people haven't been there is a little surprising. Yes. So another one is right now, so many people are suffering for so many different reasons. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People are having employment issues and all of those things, we can't forget that. Why do we focus just on this thing? Well, um, it's because of the, I, I guess, because of so much that has happened in, in very little time and the abuse that, I mean, it was just so so right in our faces of what happened with with George you know and it, it was like nobody could really say oh well you know well he really deserved it because he was trying to no he didn't have a chance you know and and so many others that have been abused and killed and murdered just like that you know with this example you you can't you can no longer say okay you know this 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 black guy deserved it and um so and and i think because of that people of other races have joined us you know in this fight and, and it's not like, okay, nothing else matters because everything else matters. You know, everything else matters. But because of the abuse that was just so, that was just thrown right in front of us. If, if we were, if we just stood still, oh man, it would get so much worse, so much worse, yeah. so much faster. So that's good what you said though, that everything, everything else matters. So how bad did this have to be for this to rise to the top of, so with all this other stuff going on, that absolutely does matter. But this was, this is so blatant and so egregious that it's risen above, I mean, not, you know, but it's risen to the level that it is, it is competition for a pandemic. Yes. Yeah, that's that that just says how 
how as big human it. beings if you're looking at this as a human being not even as a black person we're we're looking at is as, as we're human if we can treat each other if you are a person representing the law that's supposed to be protecting me and you could do this right in public out there and and just you know get away with it oh i'm proud of america because i think we stood up and we've said no no not not no no that that and also the what happened with Ahmad Arbery and the just the mindset that says we're gonna go hunting a Negro, you know, go hunting this. I mean, and it was so just I think that that really struck people because in the past that has happened, that has happened over and over and over again. But yes. the fact that it was caught on camera and the fact that the person who was filming it was involved and thought that showing that video would help show that the other two were inside. All of that, that right there just says how, how crazy that was. Another one is that we hear, and, and I've, I've had, I've actually had somebody say this to me, that racism would not even be a thing if black people would stop bringing it up. You keep it alive by dwelling on it. Oh, wow. I haven't even heard that one because that would make me very angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that, that just doesn't even make any sense mm -hmm. to me. That does not make any sense to me. And, and, you know, as I said, I wasn't really aware of racism, but I will always remember my kindergarten teacher um, I was in kindergarten and this, this white girl came and she hit me, you know, she actually really hit me hard and I hit her back and my white teacher came and she actually kicked me and said, how dare you? And she sat me in the corner. Did you she know? the other girl hit you? Yes, she did. She was looking right at us. But because I hit her back, she, the teacher came up and kicked me. And as a kid, we don't, we don't notice these things. You know, it was just like, oh. <laughs> but that's, that's racism. <laughs> and that's racism on an innocent child. And, and like that, I've seen some things happen. So, yeah, yeah, that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Whoever said that, just please. That's okay. We don't, we don't talk anymore. Another one is you're, you know, let me, cause I promised you that we would, we would wrap this up in a certain amount of time. So, I already know that, that when people say, I don't see color. I would really think that we would really have to follow those people around to really see if they really don't see color in some of the comments that people make unknowingly. You know, I mean, uh, 
I guess unknowingly or really knowingly or whatever, but you know, I, I think we would really have to follow those people around to see, hmm, do you really or don't you? Follow them around so that they know what it's like to be followed around a store? Uh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> those are the first people that would tell you, oh, I, I didn't even notice that, that you know, I, it's just that we're following, you know, we saw something suspicious and so we started following them around. But then in the meanwhile, somebody else is over there on the other side stuff in the pocket with candy or with a panty or with a whatever but yep. you're following me around because um for some reason i look suspicious yeah. you know as soon as i came into the store yeah yeah, yeah I, like i said i was telling a friend yesterday about the you know when you go to the store and the they have the the alarm right and it it beeps as somebody's walking out of the store. And this is something I noticed years ago, but I hear that and I automatically, I'm getting my bag and I'm pulling out my receipt or whatever, right? Or I'm checking to see if, well, first of all, if they leave the thing on my thing that I bought, I don't wanna have to go back because I've lost some really good things that way because I don't go back and then the thing stays in my closet because I can't wear it. Yes. Happened to Definitely. me. I happen. But I automatically look because I know that there's a likelihood that they're gonna think it's 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 me or somebody who looks like me or whatever. I've right. trained my children. You know, you don't walk out of a store without a receipt and a bag. I don't care if you are buying a you know tiny little piece of gum. You get a bag and you get a receipt. That's and right. That with you. And I have taught my children that because I know how easy it is to say, oh, I saw him do it. So I was telling my friend yesterday that I noticed that other people who don't look like me, they will, the thing will go off. And even if it's their bag beeping, they just keep walking or, they, right. or they get annoyed about it, which I don't blame you for being annoyed, but I have never given myself permission to be the one who gets an attitude because you didn't take this thing off my, or this thing is beeping or, or whatever. And so that is, you know, when we talk about people being followed around stores and everything, another thing that, that I've had to, to teach my children is you have a receipt and a bag, end of story. You show, you, you hold your stuff up a certain way so that it doesn't look like you're trying to, you know. That's so sad. Yeah. That's so sad. It is. It's so sad because we're teaching our children to always feel guilty. That that guilt that, wait a minute, hold up the bag because we don't want them to, oh my God, that's so sad. Yeah. But the way I explain it to them is it's not, it's not that you should feel guilty. It's that you just need to understand the perception, which has nothing to do with you as a person. Yeah. But still, you know, when, when but you see... When you see the other people don't have to do that and don't have to go to that extreme, it's I I feel my heart is broken for, for yeah. our children. It's it is it is really sad. So I'm gonna give you one last one, which you should really enjoy. Uh, maybe if black people weren't breaking the law, this wouldn't be happening to them. Hmm. It's funny because um, on that note, I saw a video of a white man 
uh, who got stopped by a police and he got the policeman was trying to arrest him because he was drinking and the man got so irate that he pushed the policeman down and he said no you're not taking it push the policeman down i think he tried to take his um what was it his his gun or his taser or something like that and he was actually chasing that policeman around the police in no moment stopped to shoot him down to kill him didn't do that you know so what's the difference what's the difference well i want to thank you so much for joining me this evening i want to thank you so thank much you. for sharing your story and sharing your thoughts they're they're very important and your perspective as as a, a member of the community of educators is really important and the the work that you do in liberty city you know having educators who care administrators who care in some of our most underserved communities is is i can't think of a better word I'm, i was going to say huge and then i thought oh that might sound like somebody anyway so it is it is really important which which is an understatement so thank you so much for that and i reserve the right to have another conversation with you and to possibly have you join us for one of our we're going to be doing roundtables with some of the moms and it'll be the same kind of format on zoom but we'll have a number of moms so that we can interact with each other as moms and, and talk about some of these things and maybe try to try to open some hearts of the people listening and to also maybe come up with some things that that we can do as as mothers to to help make things better for our children and for for all of the children really so thank you so much sounds great thank you thank you for having me it was awesome Thank you for joining us for Through Their Mother's Eyes, Real Talk with Moms of Black Sons. We'll be back next week with another great conversation. In the meantime, don't forget to like and follow us and join the conversation on Facebook or Instagram.